Welcome to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there is anything in this message that you would like to talk about further, please go to our website, www.cofcpenrith.org. That's www.cofcpenrith.org. Good morning. Well, it's wonderful to be with you this morning. And see, you've got some friends here as well. I brought my own, my own people. <laughs> um, I give you greetings from Tanya as well. She's currently in a warmer place in Townsville. You know, she's there for two weeks, so I get to do all the hard work with the kids, running them around, all the things that she does that I don't realize. It's, 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 so, it's so much work, you know. And of course, my son, he's playing rugby today. You know, the game played in heaven, he said. You know, so, yeah, so Chloe is... I would like to say she chose to be here with me, but that probably wouldn't be too truthful either. But she's here. You know, she's forced to be with me this morning. You know, it's such a, it's such a, a wonderful day today. I was just enjoying the beautiful blue weather, you know, like, but it's still, I, I just love warm weather. So I'm a bit jealous about Tanya being up in Townsville and, and I'm down here. You know, we should have swapped, you know, but, but, uh, but I'm glad to be with you this morning, of course. And you look all wonderful today. You know, like you all look so beautiful and so bright and so happy to be here. You know, so what a wonderful thing. Even though the Wallabies lost last night, you still look excited. You know, so, <laughs> you know, but things happen. Um, I was not long ago, just, I, 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 I traveled to, um, to Palestine, you know, and that was about two days after the American embassy moved to Jerusalem and, and I had a team in Palestine and of course I'm looking at the news and it looks like everything is blown up and I'm concerned about the team that we have in Palestine and so, and of course um, when you, if you've traveled to Israel, you know that it's a bit hectic when you get through the airport, especially if you're born in Africa, you live in Australia, you've got a passport that's got countries in the Middle East stems on it and countries like Indonesia and Malaysia and you know and you, you walk in there and you see that you travel every month and if you ever and, and you all know it's, it's hard when you get there they, they really interrogate you now let me tell you something try next time you go to Israel if you plan to go to Israel go and lay in the sun for two months and get as brown as you can get <laughs> and then you double what you're going through you know because why it is hard travel being brown, traveling to some countries. It's not as easy. You know, we, 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 they, they suspect us. And of course, I, I, I get through all of that, you know, and I'm like traumatized almost. You know, like going through all these things. They ask me like 10 questions, but the same question over and over again. What are we doing in the Middle East? When were you in the Middle East? Like, it's in my passport. Why? And I can't say I'm a missionary either. They told me, don't say you're a missionary. So I said like, I'm here on business. Why you travel so much? It's business. What kind of business? Kingdom business. And of course, it was the wrong thing to say. Then a lady looked at me like, Mm, kingdom business. That sounded a bit suspicious, you know. <laughs> but eventually they let me through. And um, but the funniest thing is, I, I we drove into Palestine. You know, of course, I come through. To, I, I stayed in Jerusalem for a couple of days with all the guns and everything is around, like guns everywhere. You know, machine, or soldiers everywhere. And then, of course, finally, I get to go to Palestine. And as I'm driving into, I'm going to stay there now for four or five days. And as I'm driving through Palestine, I, with, with the bus came in, and I'm looking around, and I said, are we in Palestine? They said, yes. I said, it, it doesn't look like it. And the girl asked me, like, well, what, what, is, what should it look like? Like on the TV. It's like, what does the TV say? It's all blown up. I, I'm, I'm expecting people throwing bombs everywhere, and places bo- being blown up, and everything looks so normal. 
And I had so much more peace in Palestine, more peace than I had in Israel. And there was no bomb, there was no broken building. And of course, I realized that the media is telling a lot of lies. You know, there's like two small places in Palestine, like the West Bank and the, the, the Gaza Strip, where there's a bit of um, things going on. And we're thinking like the whole Palestine is being blown up. And I realized that, you know, there's a lot of lies in the world. There's a lot of, I'm um, like, I heard someone like, like say that media's purpose today is to misinform us. It used to be to inform us, now it's to misinform us. You know, and, and we, 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 we fall for these things, you know, when we're being misinformed. And, we, and, and I realized that where's the, where, where's, the, where's the fruit of the spirit called faithfulness? Where we do things faithfully, you know, with integrity. And we, and we look at certain things. And I started praying about it. And, and I started asking God, because, you know, when we're talking about the character of God, the attributes of God, we display that to the world. <laughs> As Christians, we become the faithful one. We become the loving one. We become the caring one. And this morning, I want to talk a little bit just about faithfulness because I realize there's a lot of unfaithfulness. You know, like, and not just in the world out there, but even in the church, in the body of Christ, you know, it is so easy to become unfaithful. It is so easy to say, I'm going to do this, and then I go the other way. It is so easy to say, even at our jobs, you know, if our boss is not looking, it is so easy to slack off and just do a little bit less work. But the thing is, like, if God is in us, then we reflect who He is. You know, we reflect what He is. And in 2 Timothy 2 verse 13, this is such an amazing thing, God's commitment to us. He says, if we are faithless, He remains faithful, for He cannot deny Himself. And, and, and it says something about what we should be. It says something about how we should be. Because God is such a, an amazing father that he says, like, it doesn't matter if you are faithless, I will still remain faithful to you. If I spoken a word, that word will come to pass. There is no way I can go back on what I said to you. There is no way that I can go back on what I've done. But what I love is um, in Lamentations chapter 3 verse 23 where it says, you know, his mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. And I started looking at like, if God's mercy is new every single morning, and I'm supposed to be like Him, then my mercies are new for other people every single morning. And then great is my faithfulness. You know, great is me being faithful towards Him, and great is me being faithful towards others. Because if we cannot be faithful, and we can display it in a world where there's so much unfaithfulness and, and so much uncertainty, what does people have to look at today? Who can they look at? Who's going to be faithful? And if God is calling us, how can we be faithful? I like also Psalm 36 verse 5. Your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens and your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Now remember, you and I are made in the image of God. Your mercy, O Lord, is like the heaven. And the mercy we display is like reaches the heaven. Our faithfulness reaches the clouds. And that's how big our faithfulness is. Because we have the fruit of faithfulness. You see, the fruit of faithfulness is not something that I just have. It's a supernatural strength. The same as any other thing we get from the fruit of the Spirit. It's supernatural characteristics of who God is displayed through His children. That is why it's important that we, that we live within that. But you know, I haven't, of course, like, not like you, but I haven't always been that faithful. You know, like sometimes I wander off and trying to do certain things and trying to try my own way and of course I learned that it wasn't always the best way. 
that if we stay faithful to the course that God has given us, we cannot fail. And I want to unpack that a little bit more. Because he says this in Psalm 37 verse 3. He says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. So there's three things. We trust in God. Our trust doesn't change. You see, without trust, we can never be faithful. Now, as any church leader and any pastor or any leader in the Christian mission, what I do, I get a lot of people. And being 20 years now in full-time ministry, I've seen a lot of things. I've seen a lot of people come with dreams and great ideas. And you want to trust. And sometimes when you get disappointed a few times, you want to stop trusting. But that's not who God is. You see, He continues to trust in us. He continues to believe within us. And He's calling us. It's like if we trust in Him, if we continue to do good, if we dwell in the place, in the things that He has for us, in the land, we will feed on His faithfulness. And that means like we don't give up. We continue to go and to go no matter how hard it gets, no matter how difficult it gets. Because like you stay where you are. Because too many people have given up just before the breakthrough. Just before they saw the daylight. You see, there's one thing about my culture and where I come from. Because I come from a, a line of slaves. One of the things that, that my people have is the strength of joy. It's the strength of always pers- in, in persevering. We have a saying, which is very natural. There must be light after darkness. Every day there's darkness. And every day there's light. There's darkness in the night. But they always come. It always come. You know, like, and when we give up and we become unfaithful, because you see, to see breakthrough in our life, we got to stand faithfully where God has us. We got to believe faithfully for what he has for us. I love the story about um, the guys um, that Jesus calmed the storm in, in Mark chapter 4, verse 35. You see, one of those things is, Jesus said to the disciples, let us go to the other side. He said it. Okay, He told them, we are going to go to the other side. And so they get onto this lake and they get onto this boat. And a storm comes, of course, and the, and the disciples panic. Because they don't trust in who's in the boat with them. They don't trust the one whose word said, we will go to the other side. You see, when God speaks to us, when he gives us direction... We got to faithfully trust in his word. We got to faithfully stand in the things and say like, I didn't decide to go to get in this boat. He told me to get in this boat. He told me we're going to go to the other side. And it doesn't matter how big the storm is. It doesn't matter how difficult it is and how the wind blows and everything. He is the one who is God almighty that told me to get into this boat. You know, it was like I was uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was just whinging and Early morning, like wake up and just talking to the father and just saying like, man, it's so hard. It's so difficult. And I was complaining about a few things, things that you never do with God. You know, I don't think you guys, you guys don't look like you ever complain to God. He's just going like, mm-hmm, yes, it's great. God is good all the time. You know, like, and I was like, God, man, I know you're good, but it sucks. <laughs> I'm not good. You can be good, but I'm not good. Ever felt like that? Yeah. You know, he's good, but I'm not good. So I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say, yeah, you can be good, but I'm, I'm really not good at the moment. And so I was talking to him about it, you know, and saying like how I'm not good, how I'm not doing well, how I'm trusting and believing and things just don't happen and I'm tired now. I'm just wasted. I've been, my body's tired, my spirit is tired. 
And of course, in those moments, you know, you, you want God to come and pet you on the back and say, you little beautiful brown thingy, I love you so much. You know, I know you suffered a lot, you know, so. But I don't know, maybe God doesn't like me like that. And I, someone just said to me, stop focusing on what you want God to do for you and start focusing on what he already did for you on the cross 2,000 years ago. I was like, really? Can't I have that beautiful prophecies like God's going to prosper you and give you a destiny and stuff? You're telling me to stop wincing, really? He said, like, stop focusing on what you want God to do for you today and start looking at what he did for you. And when I started looking at what he did for me, I realized he died for me. He washed me with his precious blood. He resurrected me with the Holy Ghost power. He's given me victory 2,000 years ago. And I'm complaining about something today when that victory has already been taken place. And when I focus my eyes upon the cross and I faithfully just continue what he's asking me to do, surely I will feed on his faithfulness. I will continue to do good because he cannot deny himself. Even though I'm faithless, he remains faithful. And so, so when we, when we look at like trying to give up, that's what we need to look at. You see, the fruit of the Spirit affects us deeply, you know, if we walk in the fruit of the Spirit. And this is just one of them that I'm talking about. It's about the faithfulness. And there are a few things that I know that God will never take back. There are every time when I look at him, I know that he is true to his word. That he is such a faithful God. That everything he told people through the Bible, he confirmed, he did it. And why would he not do for us things today? And so when I start looking at it, I'm going like, man, the more I look at God, the more I'm displaying God. The more I study God, the more I become like God. Because why he says, you are made in my image and you are made in my likeness. And so if he is faithful and he is merciful, I become faithful and I become merciful. I become goodness. I become joy because that is who he is. I become love because that is who he is. You see, I become the breakthrough to other people's lives. You know, we do this. Actually, I think Nicole them started this thing, actually, this food thing every Wednesday that we're still running now, and she's long gone, still carrying that. You know, like, were you part of the team that started it? I think you were. Yeah. And there's this, there's this one lady there, for, for months, she's just this difficult lady. You know, see, 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 so when we do, we, we give food out like groceries out every Wednesday and we've got this long line of people coming in and it's growing and growing and they come and they get groceries and we just put groceries out and they just collect the groceries in and take whatever they want to need, like fruit and vegetables and milk and bread and whatever things they need. And we get there at three o'clock, but people get there at one o'clock and they put, park their trolleys in line, you know, like to make sure that they can be first. And so sometimes there's a bit of a scuffle and a bit of a fight and physical punching because why they fight over who was first and who was second and who was third. You know, like, but there's one lady every week. And I just don't, I started losing patience with her. You know, every week she's causing problems. She's busting into the lines, she's coming in and just push people out of the way and then it causes almost like a riot, you know, like, and you don't want a bunch of people that, like that, you know, like they, they, they're not easy people, they, they're rough people. I mean, after all, we do live in Mount Druid. You know, like it's, but I call it the, the Mount of Druid. I love living there. But we get some characters there as well, right? We get some characters in our area. Yeah, he knows. You one of those characters? No. <laughs> we get some characters there in Mount Druid. 
And so sometimes people fight, and, and I was like, and I, I said, like, if I get there again, I only get to that thing, to that ministry, like, maybe once a month. And every time I get there, this woman is causing problems. It's like, when I rock up, it's like, ah, she's causing problems, but she does it every week. And I said, if I get there again, I'm going to just ask her, hey, don't ever come back again. I'm just going to tell her, you're not welcome anymore. We're going to kick you out, you know. I don't know how we do that, but we ban you from getting food. You know, like. But that week I got there, and I saw her coming. And I looked at her, and I said to her, like, how are you? I was about to lose my patience with her. And she's looking at me. She's just like, I'm good. And I asked her, hey, you come. I've seen you here from the beginning. I said, like, where's your children? She's an old lady, you know. And she tears up. And she's like, my daughter is in New Zealand. And I said, yeah, how's she doing? And I don't know why I'm asking these questions. And she said, I haven't seen her for 37 years. I said, really? And I started talking to her and just encouraging her and just started loving upon this woman, you know, just faithfully just pouring into her life. I didn't even pray for her, just talking to her and tell her how great she is, how wonderful she is. And in the end, I said to her, like, hey, guess what? You see all these young people, you these wives, they are all your children and grandchildren. You know, like, they all want to just want to love upon you. Now, every week when I get there, She's not in the line, she's serving people. And she waits for last. A woman I wanted to give up on. But simply that day I, when I walked in there, the Lord stopped me. And he said, like, be like me. And so now she's praying, like every time she sees me, she comes and she hugs me, you know, and she kisses me and she hugs everybody. And she just loves, and she loves upon the students and the staff now. Every time students leave and they go home, she's there in tears crying because one of her children have left. So she's lost one daughter by being replaced by multitudes of children that is loving upon her every week. And so sometimes when we just have that little time and we just say, I'm just going to be like God. I'm just going to display the love of the Father. I'm just going to continue to faithfully serve this woman that is so difficult. Because that's what Jesus did with me. He continues to serve me faithfully, though I am so difficult. And so when we start looking at God, we start looking at people, and we start understanding what He's done for us 2,000 years ago, and how faithfully He died upon the cross, we start saying that, can I be that faithful one to people? Can I be the one that does that? And so there are a few words that God said that came through. And you see, every promise he has kept through the Bible. Every promise. When we read the story about Joshua, you know, we understand that Joshua entered the land. But it was a promise that God gave to Abraham, the promised land. And so, but, and then he called Moses. And even though people derailed and people derailed for, for 40 years for them to enter the promise, God remained faithful. Even though they remained faithless, even though they walked away and started doing things, God remained faithful. But when, he, but when we look at, at Joshua, we realize that it wasn't quickly for him to enter the promised land, to, to have the full land. That fight and continue to take all the land they had, it took seven years. You see, sometimes we want things quickly. I love like how... Um, I heard Joyce Meyer once said that we often say God's always on time but God is also never early but it's also never late but it's just on time you know, it's never early, it's never late it's just on time and sometimes we want God to, be, to do things earlier than what it should be 
But when Joshua them continued to take the land, it took them seven years to take the land. But God's word was, you will take the land. You will inherit the promise. They had many struggles. It was not without struggle to take the land. And so sometimes we think it's just going to be easy because God said, but no, it does come with struggles. There were some failures that went along the way. And they've lost some lives. But at the end, God remained faithful because they remained faithful. They just were constantly just walked in it, you know. The other thing that I've learned through the word of God is that every trial has a purpose. Every trial has a purpose. Now don't be confused. The trial is not the purpose. The trial is the problem. It's not the purpose. The things we're going through, the struggle, it's not the purpose. But it's got a purpose. It's like when Jesus looked at, 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 at Lazarus' sisters and he says, This death is not till the end, but to glorify the Son of Man. You see, the, the death of Lazarus was to see Jesus being glorified. To see the Father being glorified. To display God's power. He said that this death is not till the end. But so the Son of God may be glorified. There was a purpose in that pain. There was a purpose within that struggle. You know? But we got to remain faithful as we walk through the struggle. And we got to keep our eyes upon Jesus. As we read in Hebrews, the, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. In other words, he's the beginning of the journey. He's the beginning of our faith. And he will complete our faith. Because he called us. When God speaks to us, we got to stand where he called us to stand. Because why there's a purpose there. We, it's not going to come easy. Just because God speaks doesn't mean the enemy is going to lay down and say like, Oh, God spoke to Etienne. I'm going to take a break now. I'm just going to let him go past. No. There will be a struggle. There will be a trial. But... There is a purpose for it. Don't give up. If you're going through something today, don't give up. You might just be giving up before daybreak. Because daybreak has to come. This cannot be darkness forever. There's a purpose for darkness. There's a purpose for light. You know? And so, I want to consider these, three, these four truths. He knows what I'm going through. You know? One of the truths we need to understand is God knows what I'm going through. Because in Job 23 verse 10 he says, He knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. As we go through the trial, Job is saying, As he tested me, I will come forth as gold. And so we got to keep our eyes on the end goal. We got to keep our eyes on the promise. Just as Joshua and Caleb they kept their eyes on the promise. Others kept their eyes on the giants and the walls. But they kept their eyes on the fruit and the rivers. They could see themselves farming. They could see themselves live there. In this pickle of the giants. A second truth that I've learned as I go through trials is that he uses trials to help me grow. You know, without pain, without challenges, there is no growth. And sometimes we go through certain things. Maybe God didn't want those things for you. But he will use those things to help you grow. You know? That we're looking at like, what am I going through right now? I'm going to continue to faithfully pray because I'm growing. You know? When we pray and we pray and we pray and we pray, we just go back and we pray again. And we go back and we hear the word of the Lord. We constantly go back and inquire from God and say, God, what are you saying? But we never give up in that prayer. He calls me to rejoice 
in my pain. You see, we can rejoice in the face of the enemy. We can rejoice in the face of having nothing. Psalm chapter 1 verse 2 says, Just consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. With joy, pure joy, my brothers, whatever you face, face many trials with perseverance because perseverance develops faith. We started gaining faith for more and more and more. One of the things about faithfulness is when you and I are faithful, we bless others. You see, I don't have to be a prophet to walk through the back of the, to walk through the, back of the doors into the church, understanding that long before maybe I was here or some of you were here, people faithfully sowed into this church. People faithfully sowed into bricks and wood and stuff like that that build this church. People have planted something faithfully. They believed in the next generation that's going to come after them. And they faithfully serve the generation before them. They build this church so that many can come after them and be blessed by this church. But it had to be faithful people, otherwise this church wouldn't be here. It had to be faithful people, otherwise you and I would not be here. And I believe that the generation before us were a much stronger, much more faithful generation than today. Today we change our mind about everything. Today we, we cannot sit and wait upon God anymore. Today we don't want to make sacrifice anymore. But people made, faithfully made a sacrifice and laid the foundations of this church. And that's why I can stand here inside this church and be blessed. Because faithful people. The question is, what, is, what are you going to contribute to the next generation? You see, we've got something to stand upon today. And this generation, because of the way the world is looking today, has become so unfaithful, so unstable. And I'm not talking about the world, I'm talking about the children of God. Because God just keeps changing his mind too many times. But he says, I am not a man that I can lie. I am God. We gotta look at ourselves and ask ourselves, am I faithfully going to walk the course? Am I faithfully going to stand in the promises that God has for me? But not just for me, because sometimes we just think about me, 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 but for others. Am I going to be that one that display that fruit of faithfulness? Not just in the church, but in my workplace. Faithfully doing my work. Faithfully doing certain things. Because it's who I am. I am the fruit of the Spirit. I am the image of God. When the world looks at me, they must see Jesus. You see? There's this old story about this young boy who was flying his kite. And then it became really, really cloudy. And he, he couldn't see his kite anymore because his, cloud, his kite was above the clouds. It became just cloudy and cloudy. And this man comes past him and he sees this young boy holding on to the string. And he's asking him, like, what are you holding on to? And the boy says, I'm flying a kite. The man says, I don't see no kite. Where's your kite? The boy says, I don't see the kite either. But every now and then, there's a tug. And I know my kite is still there. You see, that's kind of like the word of God. It's the line, the string that we hold into. We might not see breakthrough today. 
We might not see things come the way we want to see today. But when we hold on to the word of God and that becomes our line, we feel the tuck every now and then. And we know that he's true to his promises. We know that he is the God that is with me. We know that he's the God that will supply. He's the God that will carry me through whatever I'm going through right now. Because even though I remain faithless, he remains faithful. That is who he is. He is a faithful God, you know. He's a God that will carry us and he will carry us and he will carry us. And so we got to keep on on the word of God. We got to stand upon the word of God. And so every time when the enemy throws something at us, we can go back and say, but God said, God said, man, some of us have had children, you know, when you tell your children, you're going to do something and and then you change your mind. The first thing they remind is like, daddy, but you said, you said we're going to go and get this thing. I still get reminded. You said. That's who we are. We are children of God. We got to go, Daddy. You said. It's written in your word. I'm not looking at what I'm going through right now. I'm looking 2,000 years back about what you have done for me. And I will faithfully trust you. I will faithfully believe you. See? It's when we have come to that place. And we make that commitment to carry the fruit of faithfulness, to live the fruit of faithfulness and to trust in the one that is faithful. Listen, and if you've been unfaithful like I've been unfaithful, that's okay because John chapter 1 verse 9 says this, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And maybe you've been unfaithful or maybe you have stopped trusting God. You see, stop trusting God is being unfaithful to God. (laughs) Stop believing him as being unfaithful. You know, because why you, you don't believe in his word. You unfaithfully just move on. Maybe you were supposed to do certain things in your life and you haven't done it. Maybe you unfaithful at your work or wherever you are with your family or whatever you do. But if you confess, he is faithful and just to cleanse you today from all unrighteousness. You see, doing, knowing the right thing to do and not doing it is a sin. You get it? Knowing the right thing and not doing it is a sin. And I believe that God is forming his children. He's raising up an army in this world today. A great army. I've got so much hope because Christ is alive for things to happen. And so sometimes we just have to think about the ones who faithfully went before us who did things for us, who prepared the way for us and ask ourselves, am I also faithful? Am I also walking in the faithfulness in the small and in the big? After all, they say integrity is what you do when no one else is looking. You know, not when people are looking, when no one else is looking, when we are being faithful before God. So God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there was anything in this message that you would like to talk further about, please go to our website on www.cofcpenrith.org. www.cofcpenrith.org.